You are now tuned in to another episode of Champagne Problems, a podcast for the righteous and ratchet, bridging the gap between pop culture and self-help. If you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe, rate, comment, and share this podcast if you like what you hear. Also, make sure you follow us on our Instagram page at Champagne Problems. Now pop your bottle and grab your glass. Champagne Problems starts now. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Champagne Problems, the podcast for the righteous and ratchet, bridging the gap between pop culture and self-help. I am your host, Nico. Again, thank you for tuning in for another week. Uh, this week's episode, we're calling it Kiki, Do You Love Me? We're talking about relationships, covering some things that are pretty major that's going on with some relationships in, in, in Hollywood and you know, giving my take about it, and of course, intertwining a little personal stories. I know that's how I do it. Um, hope everybody had a great week. My week was long. That daylight saving time really uh, makes you feel like you got an extra hour of sleep, but it makes the days drag on um, like crazy. But uh, it was a good weekend. It was a good weekend because I didn't do anything. I literally, me and Bay just chilled and watched movies and drank several bottles. And I'm not exaggerating. Uh, we cocktails was flowing. Did you hear me? Um, but yeah, we just talked, watched movies, ate, cooked well. I made some salmon and he cooked me breakfast. Oh, he cooked me breakfast for the first time breakfast in bed on Saturday morning that was really sweet it's a good ass omelet too um but yeah so weekend was chill so now I'm just chilling here on this Sunday drinking a little bit not a cocktail unfortunately no champagne or alcohol make sure you're drinking some water jazz it up a little bit though got some lemon and some uh I had some <laughs> leftover frozen berries I used for my smoothie so it was like some raspberries and blueberries so you know cause I hate water so I gotta make it a little exciting but anyway um before we get started, oh, let y'all know tonight's soundtrack is Drake. We're just going to play the Drake album. Um, since I feel like we're talking about love and relationships or whatnot, you know, who else is in their feelings more than, you know, good old Drake, you know. He be acting light-skinned and, you know, always in his feelings, so why not? Um, of course, before we get started, I got to make my shameless plugs. Make sure y'all follow me on Instagram. My personal page is official underscore Nico. That's N-I-C-H-O. Um, and also, of course, make sure y'all follow the podcast Instagram page just at Champagne Problems. So let's not waste any more time. Let's get into this kitchen table talk. Alright, so we're getting right on into it. Um, so the first thing I want to talk about was uh, 
Miss Gabrielle Union. I love me some Gabrielle Union. Um, I think she's a great actress. I love how involved she is with, like, you know, um, social issues and how she's just an advocate for so many different things. I just think she's so dope. So I wanted to talk about um, she has some big news over the weekend. Uh, on November, well, I don't even know if there's a weekend actually, but anyway, November 7th, um, she actually had a baby via surrogate. A lot of you may know she has been very open about her having fertility issues, and it just looked like it wasn't in the cards for her to have a, a, a child. You know, she's been a stepmom to. Dwayne Wade's children and it seems like she's been a great stepmom and enjoying it and you know all that jazz and so I just thought she probably wouldn't have a kid and she'd be totally fine with that and live her life um what she hadn't told us is that she has you know been using a surrogate so I I was so shocked by that because you know so much it just doesn't get a lot of things are just not kept secret anymore with celebrities and so it was just interesting to know how that got by everybody without it being reports over a whole period of nine months. So that was that was really crazy. I was just like wow. So they pulled that off. Like they really pulled that off. Um, but I'm just so happy for her, her and and the way. Um, they just seem like such a happy couple. You know, I know they've been through their, their ups and downs just like everybody else, but there's just something about them that it just, they have, they seem to have so much positivity in their relationship and and really show us what it means to have a blended family and to work through issues. And I just, I think they're going to be together forever. Um, so I'm just very, very happy for them to have a little girl. And, um, yeah, she's 46. And, uh, you know, D-Wade is 36. I mean, that's no secret that he's, you know, younger than her. Um, and I'm just, I'm happy for all the women out there that are in their mid-40s, late-40s. And, you know, even people like Janet, um, you know, who had a baby at 100. But, um... Yeah, like, I, I just, I am happy for those those women because it just shows that it's never too late. You don't know what God has in the plans for you. Um, yeah, so I'm really happy for them. I don't know how y'all feel about, you know, women having babies after a certain age because I, I know a lot of people are like, uh... I don't want to be an old dad or an old mom. You hear me say that more than anybody that I don't want to be an old dad. I'm like, okay, well, if you, no matter when you have a child and you get older, you're still going to be an old dad. So what does that really mean? Um, I know my dad said my dad actually has, uh, he remarried. And so he has a young, like small child, like not even in school yet. I'm like 25 years older than my, than my youngest sibling. And uh, he was so annoyed by that. Uh, my dad is now 51. But he was probably, I guess, I don't know, 48. 
maybe 47 when when he had uh, little Kobe. And uh, he was just like, I don't want to be an old dad. And I'm just like, oh, you know, get over it. You know, you really weren't a dad, period. But, you know. But anywho, that's neither here nor there. Uh, I love my daddy. Some days. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, I, I digress. Um, yeah, I'm really happy for for the Wade family adding a new addition and I'm glad they were able to do that with such privacy and and it just seems like everybody's so happy for them like I was reading the comments you know I told you I'm a crazy comment reader and it just you know all these celebrities and everything they're just so happy for them and and of course their fans and it just I just think this type of positivity needs to be it was a good time for it you know just with everything that's just going on it's, it's just great to see, like, just, like, pure and genuine um, love and support and uplifting. I, I love that. So, very happy about that. Uh, but it just made me think about, like, you know, having children and all of that. Like, I was, me and and, and Bay have a lot of conversations about that. Um, I'm 29. He's 28. And he has this whole idea of, like, wanting to have children by 30. And I'm like, I envision myself actually being an older dad. Um, I always envision if I became one. Um, because I wasn't that crazy about even becoming a dad. And I guess because I just take it very seriously. Like, I just don't want to bring a child into something that is... I want to make life as as smooth as possible for them. You know, you can't protect children from everything and they're going to grow up and all of that. But I want at least their time with me to be as stable as possible, to be as as sane as possible, Um, you know, and all those things. And so I just take all of that very seriously. Like, I don't want the child to grow up in dysfunction. I want, you know, I don't want the parents to be split. I don't want, you know, I want to just totally surpass, you know, anything that I deal with. And I had a, a... fairly decent childhood I really did um you know even though I was you know raised by a single parent and blah 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 and all that you know the black man's story but um you know I really I just take that parenting thing seriously and so I always said you know like oh if I become a dad like I want to be that dad that just becomes a dad at like 37 38 you know (laughs) You know, still fine, of course. I mean, I'm just saying. Uh, but yeah, like I, I wanted to be that kind of dad. So we've been kind of talking about that, and the truth be told, man, Bay ain't ready for children about thirty anyway. But don't tell him I said that. Um, but yeah, so it just, but it shows like you know that couples are having children older, and you know they've had great careers. I'm speaking about Gabrielle and, and Wade, like. You know, obviously he's an athlete and, you know, she's been an actress in the game for years. And so it, 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 they're at a space to have the money to be able to, to be working parents and, you know, all of that. And they already have children. Wade has children. I think he has custody of his boys, too, if I'm not mistaken. <clears throat> Excuse me. But, yeah, so um, I, it just shows that there's different, you know, What's the old saying? Uh, <laughs> there's more than one way to skin a cat. 
Which is a weird saying. I know, I know. More than one way to skin a cat. Lord Jesus. But, um... Yeah, so... I... am very, very, very happy for them. And... Also, I think it's important to... For every... You know... A couple to be on the same page when it comes to children. Because one thing I hate... And I was just talking about this at work the other day. Is when... Um... Like I, the children aren't a compromise. Like you don't compromise children. You 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 compromise a, a puppy. Like you don't. <laughs> like I hear so many people are like you know women in particular that are like, you know, um, she he he didn't want kids, but you know I always have, and so I, you know, we're gonna have a baby, or I had a baby, and I think he came around, or. Or vice versa, where the woman doesn't see herself being a mother, but the dad, the husband or boyfriend or whatever is like, you know, I really want you to have kids and be at home and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, then a woman's like, well, I gave him a baby because he really wanted one. It's just like, no, like, go buy him a puppy. Okay? You don't compromise having children. I think that is the weirdest compromise ever. Um, I don't know, like, you compromise where you going to dinner. Like, or, you know, what movie y'all gonna watch tonight on Netflix? Like, I don't think you compromise with whether we're having children or not. I, I just think that is such a strange compromise. And I've heard so many people say that. Um, but, you know, that's neither you nor there. Your relationship, your rules, I guess, right? Um, but, yeah, I just love them as a couple. And, I, you know... I always say you want to be the best couple you can be. You don't necessarily want to be like someone else, but I, I will say I strive to have that type of. They look like they are just homies. Like they, you would think they just grew up together, and or friends from high school or elementary or something like that. They just have a really great bond. At least it appears that way, and I love that. I think everybody deserves that if you're going to be in a relationship. But, um, what else? So, what else is going on in the world when it comes to these couples out here? Um, oh, so I finally got a chance to watch, uh, the show on OWN, Chad Loves Michelle. Of course, anybody knows me, I am a ride or die Destiny's Child fan. So, I love all Destiny's Child members and support them to the fullest, past and present. Um... So, I love, of course, Beyonce, I love Kelly, I love Michelle, I love Latoya, and I love Latavia. That's all that matters. We don't fuck with Farrah. Um, so, she has a show on, on, called Chad Loves Michelle. I'm Michelle Williams, that is. And, um, she just got engaged. And she has been very open over the last few years about battling depression. And so this show is eight episodes. It's gonna follow like their lives um after that take after it took place where it hit uh in the media when she had checked herself into uh, a facility for treatment. And so I've seen the first two episodes. I binge watched them today actually. And um 
I'm really enjoying it. It's it's nice and light and it's still funny without it has like natural drama and not like that love and hip hop type, you know, ratchet bullshit that we tend to enjoy. And uh making black people look like a goddamn fool. You know, shout out to Mona Scott. Um but yeah, like it it's just a, a great show. Like I love that Michelle's getting spotlight because you know a lot of people be coming for Michelle and that shit ain't cool Michelle is super talented I've always thought she was funny and truth be told she has more personality than both Beyonce and Kelly uh, well Kelly has a lot of personality I guess more than just than Beyonce <laughs> and I love Beyonce but I think Beyonce it's a Virgo thing she kind of like it's a bit closed off I'm sure she's really silly behind closed doors and she's been a lot more open and silly these days but anyway this is not about her this is about michelle so i really enjoyed the show um i watched the interview of her on the breakfast club with her and chad promoting the show and chad seems like a really cool guy um a little uh a little vanilla ice on her hands because he's a white guy but he's got all this swag like he's you know you know a brother so i'm here for that um, and I've been reading a lot of comments that people have been like, you know, y'all dog Michelle, but Michelle got the cutest husband out of the deal, the Destiny's Child. Um, no arguments there. But, um, yeah, so, it, it's it's a really great show. And what I love is that it's shining a light on, you know, depression and mental illness and how to navigate that through a relationship and that sort of thing. So, um, I think that's what I'm loving about the show more than anything. It's just that, like, it's really showing how you work through something um, pre-marriage because, you know, I think it could be easy for someone like Chad to throw in the towel and be like, yo, like, you need to get yourself together, you know, holler at me when you, when you straight, but he's staying on the path, you know, he's about her healing, um, and I just, I really love that, and I love how transparent Michelle is, and it's just, um, it's a nice show, I think it's a change from what I tend to watch and things like that. Um, so I'm really happy for them. And I won't talk too much about being in a relationship with someone who is dealing with like some sort of mental illness or some sort of demon, so to speak. Um, because I'm going to get into that in my what had happened was I have a little story about that. But um, it poses the question, do you think? it's healthy for someone dealing with mental illness or some sort of issue in that way to be in a romantic relationship you know a lot of people would probably argue and say like you need to get yourself together before you know you enter into a relationship and some would say well that's the beauty of having a relationship they can get you through that so I think it just depends I think I'm kind of torn down the middle with that I think being in a relationship can be a great help if the person is willing and is strong enough to deal with it and not everyone is and that's okay 
sometimes you just not built for that life, you know, <laughs> to be, you know, helping somebody through that kind of uh, situation. So it just depends on it's a case by case basis, I think. But nonetheless, I think they're going to make it and I think everything's going to work out. And uh, yeah, I love me some Michelle. I want her to release some new music. I want every, all of them to release some new music. Not to go off on a tangent, but, you know, I'm, we still waiting on Kelly's ass. Girl, like, I just can't deal. And um, I could deal with something from Beyonce because, you know, I could really care less about, you know, the group. I mean, not the group, the, the collab album with Jay. I, I literally have played that album one time all the way through. And it's not that I didn't like the songs. I just, I don't care. Um... But yeah, so I, I want all of them to release some new music. They could just release it together. But I'm gonna hold my breath for that, I guess. Um But yeah, so make sure you tune into that show, Chadler's Michelle. It comes on, on Saturdays. I, I know, like who no one's at home on Saturdays at at nine o'clock to watch it. So of course, you know, D V R make sure you watch it in the first seventy two hours so that way it counts towards the ratings. But you didn't know that one. See, I'll be out here knowing. I'll be out here knowing. Hello. Uh, like, yes. If you watch a show within 72 hours of you recording it, it counts towards the ratings for that week, for that show. So you can still support shows without watching them live, so to speak. So, thank me later. Um, yeah, so make sure you check out that show. It's a great show. I'm excited to see the next six episodes. Because uh, they're talking about everything that you kind of deal with in relationships. Like, you know, with them being an interracial couple. They're talking about race. Um, just different things. So, I'm I'm excited about that. Oh, it also, you know, uh, they talk about, you know, they're abstaining from sexual activity until they're married. Uh, and I just was like, wow, that's really... Um, noble of them, I guess. Um, and so I was wondering, like, what people thought about, you know, could you, could you be with someone who, who asked you to wait, um, until marriage? And I just started doing this thing. I did it last minute today, so I didn't really get a lot of response. But some of y'all did hit me up because I posted it in my stories on Champagne Problems. Uh, Instagram and my page and um, I'm going to read a couple of responses the, the question was uh, could you be a virgin for your boyfriend or girlfriend until marriage why or why not um, I had someone who actually in my DM said um, they could because they've done it before um, and I thought mm, that's interesting but they weren't um, they weren't a virgin going into the relationship so they they you know, I was like, what do you, what do you want to call that? I don't know what you call that. Um, that made me think about Mean Girls. And she was like, I was half a virgin when I met him. But, um, yeah, so I got one response with that. I thought that was interesting. And then another, um, Lord, shout out to my good friend, Jory, over at Take a Shot to This Podcast. Um, he he says, hell no, nah, give up the ass or I'm a pass. 
What a fucking rap, but I don't expect anything more or anything less from his ass. Um, as far as me, if I could do it, mm, it's tough because I, I'm going to say I would try. I would try. Um... It would be very hard for me. <laughs> Get it? Hard. <laughs> but um, it would be it would be hard for me because I happen to be a very 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 sexual being. So, and that's not to be confused with a thought. I'm just very sexual, okay? Um, so I don't know if I could do this because literally I was just having this conversation. <laughs> Uh, with Bay over the weekend about when it comes to like sex like honestly like the weight of my heart like I really feel like my penis is an extension of my heart like real shit um <laughs> like take that out you want it but like for real it, it really is um and so I don't I don't know if I could I could do it but I, I would definitely try if it was the right person which is gonna be another pro- I'm actually doing two stories about what had happened was and I'm going to explain when I tried to go into doing that with someone that I went on a date with that I thought I was going to enter into something with. So I'll talk about that later. Um, yeah, so I just think it's interesting what they're doing. They don't live together, uh, Chad and Michelle. And they are um, yeah, not going to until they get married. I think that's really interesting. I think they're up for a rough road ahead for the first year of marriage when they are living together. But, um, you know, I, I think, I think again, I think they're going to make it. And I'm, I'm rooting for them as well. Um, another couple I want to talk about is, um, so R&B singer, beast of a singer, Kiki Wyatt. Um, y'all don't know who Kiki Wyatt is, which, uh, never mind. Um, I'm not gonna do that. I'm going against the grain of a, another segment that I have earlier if I say that, and that's not nice. So, um, yeah, so Kiki Wyatt is an R&B singer. Um, she's probably most noted for two songs that she has, uh, that are features, with uh, oh that sounded shady I didn't mean it like that but, but um her and Avon you know they make a great um team they have a song called I think My First Love and then what is the other one is it called Nothing in This World anyway um but she surfaced kind of what like early two thousands I guess or late nineties anyway um of course she's has her solo work which I've enjoyed but I think she's mostly known honestly for those two songs and um sorry and um yeah but anyway she's an amazing singer so I wanted to talk about her because I just ran across some news for her this past week that um for those of y'all y'all may have watched the show R&B Divas that was on TV one a couple of years back well she was on that show and she was uh, married to this guy named Michael Jamar, um, who was also managing her. And she came into the relationship with 
four children of her own already. And then she had five with him. So she has a total of nine fucking children. Nine. I'm going to take a sip of my flavored water on that one. Ooh, child. That's a lot of damn kids. But, um... She kind of came into the relationship a bit broken. Um, because... She had a situation where... Her ex-husband was abusive. And she actually stabbed him. And I think did a little time... Behind that. And so she just kind of comes from a broken background. Um... And she had one of those, you know, Kiki White is a fucking character. Like, her personality is just, it's a lot. Um, and her husband, at the time, seems to be, he kind of gave those Vince Herbert vibes. Minus the beatings. But, um, allegedly. Allegedly. But, um... Yeah, so she was in the news over the this past week because she is now engaged. Not engaged, I'm sorry, she's married. And she has been divorced just a year. So I was just kind of like, uh... Okay. Like... What? Oh, okay. I don't like. I don't even know what to say about it. When I first read it, I'm like, she's married again. Um, you know, I think it's a little fast. You know, because she was in a situation where her husband filed for divorce when she was eight months pregnant with his baby, and they have a 14 year old kid, um, which was her child, previous to him, um, that was battling cancer. And at one point, it really wasn't looking well. Thank God, um, he is cancer-free. And, you know, all of that. But now, but, um, yes, she was going through a really rough time. And he divorced her right in the midst of all of that. And was saying that she was an emotional wreck and she was toxic and, you know, all this kind of stuff. Some of y'all may remember that Instagram video when she was on, you know, crying in the car, like... Michael Jamal, she's so country. Michael Jamal wants to divorce me and blah blah blah. You know, she was doing the most with that joker smile. Goodness gracious! Um, like you know, I'm all about getting your uh your your look together when you get your coins. And I, it's clear that she's having veneers. But what is it with these celebrities? I'm sorry, I'm going on another tangent. What is it when these celebrities get their their teeth done? They do the veneer, and it's like. It's like the the veneers are like eating up their entire face. Like I'm just like, wh- who did those? Like, Nene, uh, Kiki Wyatt, Steve Harvey, uh, um, it's so many where you're just like, oh my god! Like your teeth look like they're gonna jump out of your mouth and eat me. Um, like, and they all have this smile that like creeps me out. Like I don't know. I'm just like, whoa, shave them down. But anyway. Um, anyway, so she, yeah, so she is now newly married to a guy that honestly looks just like Michael. I don't know what that's about. She likes some chubby and light skin. And, uh, this one kind of, kind of, he's kind of cocky though. But anyway, um, and I'm just like, you married after a year, you have nine children. First of all, I'm like, bruh, you deserve, you know, 
some type of award to get with a woman that has nine children and none of them are 18. Like, whoa. Um, and so, I'm sorry, I'm, I've never heard this on this Drake album. I'm tripped out right now, but anyway. Um, yeah, so like, I just, I feel like it's a little fast. I wanted to know what y'all thought about, you know, um, what's too soon or how long should you wait to enter a new relationship after a breakup? And, uh, my boy Jory, again, he was one of them that answered and he actually had a good, um, response. He said that however long the previous relationship was cut that in half. And I'm like, Hmm, that's interesting. I never thought about it like that. Um, so I'm like, okay, look at you knowing something. Um, again, shout out to him. Y'all gotta make sure y'all check out his podcast with him and my two other friends. Um, they have a podcast called Take a Shot to This. So look it up. It's on all major platforms. I think y'all really enjoy it. But um, yeah, I, I thought that was interesting. And then I had someone else slide in the DM on me, and they said. When you feel the time is right is the right time. No limits. Just go with your heart. And I also agree with that. Um, I think that that's a, you know, that's fair. Like, you know, who's to say to put a timeline on something? Um, the crazy verb on me, I always like to put times and levels and things to a lot of things. And sometimes I realize some of the best decisions I've made though came out of just going with my gut or you know whatever not making sure that it it looked a certain way so you know actually this relationship I'm in now um usually I have a 90 day period of before I like get exclusive and all of that and I did it within 30 days with this person and it's been the best relationship I've been in so you know you just never know um now, how I feel about in between relationships, I don't know, I just feel like you need at least a year. Um, and that's and that's being exclusive. That doesn't mean like you can't date or anything like that. I think you can go on a date the next day, child. I don't care. Like, you know, but then you know, and do whoever you wanna do, you know, whatever. That may be the thought in me. But I don't think you should make a commitment to anybody else until like a year. Um you know, just to kind of feel yourself out, find yourself again, and heal yourself from whatever you, you know, you dealt with. Oh, you know what? Another one of my good friends, he did send me a response too. He hit me up on Facebook. What was his response? He's a professor, so he gave me some, you know, long ass dissertation, of course. He says, and I can literally hear his voice with this, but he says, as long as it takes for your heart to heal and for you to open to loving again or said differently long enough that you don't enter a new thing with an old viewpoint sabotaging the situation because you're still hurt it's pretty deep shout out to Darrell Darrell is <laughs> Darrell is funny uh, but I, I agree with that too 
at whatever time you need to like kill yourself because some people come in situations like whoo making the, uh, the your new person responsible for what the old person did to you and that shit ain't cool i mean we all are a little broken do the best we can but my goodness um you know it ain't gotta be like that so um yeah i think that's interesting so like i said i have a uh, and for me, I um, actually, between my relationships, have always been like two years. I didn't purposely do it that way. I think I was just so over it when I got out of the relationship. I was just like, fuck that. Like, I don't even feel like getting into a relationship with anybody. Um, but my first one, two, three relationships that I've been in were all two years apart. Um... But then this relationship that I'm in now, in the last, it's been four. Because um, I was on some, you know, some true, like, you know, a nigga ain't shit kind of thing. You know, like, for real. Um, I mean, I wasn't bitter, but I just wasn't really, you know, feeling it. But anywho. Um, I just, in Kiki Wyatt's situation... I don't think she should be in a new marriage by now because I think she's bashing crazy, to be honest. Uh, like, she is certifiable. Um, talented, but certifiable nonetheless. And... But then I feel like if Brother Man doesn't know that by now or doesn't see that, then he's just as crazy, which is lethal. Um... But good luck to them, you know. I, I don't wish ill will on anybody's relationship or anything. So I hope they, you know, they work it out. But I mean, you know, a batshit crazy wife with nine children. I just don't know. I don't know, bruh. I don't know. But you know, more power to you. Um. Well, that's all I have for kitchen table talk today. That was a little longer than I intended, but. Uh, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, so we're about to get into that. What had happened was where I have some, I have two stories for y'all today. We're going to y'all two for one. So uh, stay tuned. Okay, okay, so we are going to get into this, what had happened was, like I said, I got two stories for y'all today. One is a bit dark, but <laughs> one is is a bit on the lighter note, uh, but nonetheless, let's get into them. So let's, let's, just, let's get the dark out of the way first, darkness before the light. Um, what had happened was, so earlier when I was talking about Chad uh, Loves Michelle with Michelle Williams, um, I was talking about, you know, being in a relationship with someone who, you know, suffers from either some sort of mental illness or some sort of, you know, demon per se that they have going on. And so it made me think about um, past relationship that I was in with someone who really dealt with, uh, with a couple of different things and how that was sort of navigating through the relationship and 
how it ultimately was really the demise of our relationship. And so, um, I'm pretty sure I've talked about him before. And won't beat up on him too bad because um, he unfortunately actually passed away. Um, and it actually had to do with you know, the demons that he was, fight, was fighting. So, what happened was, I was in a relationship with someone who dealt with um, drug addiction, uh, undiagnosed depression, in my opinion, um, and some, you know, abandonment issues. Um, a little backstory: he was uh, put in foster care as a young child, and kind of just always had to fend for himself. Um, he ended up with a foster family, but um, only I think for a few years, and you know, then he was out on his own. And he got into the world and just really, you know, I think was just mad at the world. He was mad at his mother, mad at, you know, everybody who had felt like, you know, that had done him wrong and those sort of things. And so he kind of turned to the stereotypical dark side of, of um, gay life, you know, where he was, you know, doing, I was all about, you know, drugs, alcohol and, and sex. And so he got himself into some situations over the years and, you know, he was, he had been in and out of jail. This is before I met him. Uh, you know, he had done a couple of stints in, in jail, prison. And, uh, you know, when I met him, I just, I, there was something about him that really, I was really drawn to him and, and his story. And he had seemed like he was kind of coming on the other side of things when I met him. So I was like, you know, it just, it made more so interesting conversation and, you know, it's to really kind of connect on a, on a deep level. Um, but within the relationship, you know, those things started kind of rearing his ugly head. And I was like, yo, this is something, you know, like one thing we had a really hard time with was his idle time. Um, you know, I think there's a saying that what is it that the idle mind is a devil's playground or something like that. Um, a lot of that is true because you know he was somebody who unfortunately could not be trusted when he when we were not together. Like if we weren't together, I could pretty much guarantee he was on some fuck shit. Like he was either doing something he had no business doing, like you know, dealing devil in drugs or whatever, or hoeing. And you know. That got old real quick for me because I'm like, okay, I'm not going to spend every waking moment with you um, just to make sure you straight. You know, that was a responsibility I just didn't want to have. And at the time, I was uh, like 22, 23, and he was actually 29 and had a, his 30th birthday while we were, while we were together. And, um, you know, I remember being in a situation where I we got into this really big argument about something and I remember him saying to me that it stuck with me to this day and about just people in general I remember him saying to me you don't know what I go through when when I'm by myself in this apartment and it, it was something about that that just really struck me hard I, I, I got goosebumps now when I when I think about it like it because they put everything in perspective and I was like wow okay you you are battling a lot of stuff and I think, I think at that point I became frightened in the sense of like 
and responsible. I remember just feeling like, oh, I, I got to stick, stick around because if I leave and something happens, this is my fault because I knew he gave me the warnings. And so I was afraid of, you know, suicide and I just, it was really a mess. And I had to, you know, really come to terms with that. That's his stuff. And I, I have to leave. And so I did. Um, eventually. And we became good friends after the fact. I think we didn't, we didn't speak or see each other for literally a year. And then we ended up becoming good friends. And we had been on good terms and everything. But his life had started to really spiral. Um, within, cause we broke up, I think, in like 2012, end of 2012, and his life really started spiraling, uh, in like 2016-ish, and, um, I think he had went back to jail for something, I think for like violation of probation or something like that, and anyway, I would run into him here and there, and, and, you know, we'd catch up and everything, and, um, then he just sort of disappeared. I, I would always run into him, and I was kind of always anticipating that. I know a lot of times I'm just that person. Like I always want to just check on somebody. If I said I loved you at one point in my life, and and we were really together, and and all of that, um, and it was my first love. It really was, and so I just remember being like, okay. Um, I like to know that you're doing okay and you know kind of catching up and all of that so i would run into him at least mm, probably every like three months no more than three months would go by where we would see each other and there was a time period that went by where i didn't see him for like over a year and it made me go mm, like well, i wonder where he's at or what he's doing and you know, all of this. And so I found out in the streets that he had actually was transitioned or had really transitioned and to um, a woman. He decided, you know, live his life transgender. And it hit me like, oh, he doesn't want me to see him as the new person. And so I was like, okay. So I just kind of had to deal with that, you know, like, all right. And um, then one night I, I got the, the news that he had actually had a collapse from a heroin overdose and actually passed away. And um, it, it, it crushed me to the core. I, had, I was very affected by that. Um, and we had not been together in, I mean, years, like literally five years. Um, this happened May of 2017. And, uh, we had not been together since like November of 2012. And, uh, but it, it felt so, oh, it was, it, it just, it cut me deep. And I was actually talking to someone at the time. And we just couldn't make that work because I was so bothered by the grief I had going. I, I just, it was weird. It's weird grieving over someone you're not with anymore when you're trying to be in a situation with somebody else. It, 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 it just, it was very strange. And, um, but it, 
it made me realize that like you know okay at that time at 22 23 i was not strong enough to be in a relationship with somebody battling all those types of demons and so i think i could be strong at this point in my life with something like that would i want to probably not but i could then i just wasn't ready and i'm so glad that i got out because i don't know how i would have that cut me deep being detached from him I don't know how I would have been uh, had we been currently together when that took place um, and so that was just very that was a lot so but it taught me so much and, and about how you know you have to let people go through their own things you can be a support but you can't be responsible for what they have going on so that's that story. I know that just brought down the whole mood. Let me drink my little lemon berry water, child. Mm. But I'll tell y'all something a little lighter. So we have a, another what had happened was. Um, this one is involving the st- um, referencing again back to Chad and Michelle. Um, you know, they are sustaining from sexual intercourse until marriage and so that made me think about this story where what had happened was I was in this whole kick of like you know what I'm gonna do everything right this time around like I'm going to not think with my penis for once and I'm gonna date somebody and we're not gonna be physical with one another I'm gonna wait a certain time period and you know just do it all right because I am somebody as I said earlier I'm very very sexual and so a lot of times I lead with that and it just hadn't been working for me in the past so I was like let's let's do something different this time so this was in 20 the top of 2016 so I won't forget it I you know met this person asked them on a date we went on a date we went to this great sushi place that I love um and it was a great I'll never forget it. it was a Monday night in January it was so cold outside but anyway we went and met up Monday night after I got off work I went straight to this place we met for dinner we sat and talked and le- let me go back before that we texted we were texting for probably about a week or more probably about a good week and we were getting all that other stuff kind of out of the way before the date. So all that, you know, where'd you grow up? What'd you do? Blah, 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 blah. Like all that kind of stuff out of the way. And I just felt like we were really connecting. And, you know, I, we, you know, conversation got a little greasy a couple times too. But then we also were talking about how we wanted to both be good in that situation and not immediately jump into bed and blah, 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 blah. So I was like, cool, this is perfect. So, back to, you know, we meet up for dinner. We have great conversation. We talk at least two hours, eat, have cocktails. It was great. We get ready to leave. And I uh, invite him to my place. So, I, oh, I was going to Uber home. And he was just kind of like, oh, well, I drove. So, um you know, I can take you. So we get to my place and I invite him up. I'm like, you know, you can come up. We can have some more drinks and talk and whatever. And he was like, no, because I'm just, I ain't gonna front. Like, 
I really want to do something physical. So, like, if I come up, like, it's going down. So, I was like, all right, I, I, I respect that because we both just said at dinner, like, we're going to be good and blah, 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 blah. So, we gave each other a nice little cute hug and kiss, and I went upstairs. Five minutes later, I get a call. He was like, it said the invitation still open because I kind of want to come up. I'll be good. I'll try my best to be good. And I was like, yeah, me too. So, come on. So he literally comes right up. I found out he never even left the parking lot. He was parked in the car. I thought that was so cute. So he comes up. We have cocktails. We talk for another like two hours. We laugh and talk and joke and like everything was great, right? So I'm in my mind thinking like, yes, I did everything. He went home. We, you know, had a nice hug. Kiss. He left. He goes home, right? So I go to bed that night like, yes, like I did everything right. I'm finally going to get the the one I want and the right type of person because I'm doing this right and blah 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 blah. go to bed next day I wake up text him he tells me that he's not feeling well he feels like he's under the weather he caught a cold so I'm like oh you know I'm sorry to hear that hope you feel better you know I'll check on you so he's like cool I checked on him you know later that day this is Tuesday you know checked in on him everything was all right whatever checked on him again Wednesday um, and then I believe I checked again on him Thursday. Thursday, he tells me, okay, I finally went back to work. Cause I didn't go to work Tuesday and Wednesday. Thursday, I'm here at work today. Everything's, you know, good. I'm feeling a lot better, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, great. I'm glad you're really feeling better. Like, I'm really digging you. Like, now I can see you again. I sent him a text like, cool. So that way, that means I can see you again, right? So I'm like, what's what you doing tomorrow? This nigga hits me with a text saying, well, while I was sick, my ex brought me some soup and some medicine, and we talked, and we decided that we're going to work it out, and so we're going to get back together. When I tell you I was livid, <laughs> livid. First of all, I've never been pressed by, uh, like, any type of dating or, do like, ever, right? So, it was, like, the first time where I was kind of like, ugh, like, you know, you kind of, you kind of cut me there. Um, and I just thought, what the fuck, like... I did everything right. We were on a good path. And then it still didn't work. So it made me... I say all that to say that. (laughs) It made me realize that even if you do certain things a certain way, you still may not get the results that you're looking for. So, but yes, I was pissed. I literally hit him with a text like, oh, it's okay. Well, you know, glad you were honest with me. And I understand. I respect that. And, you know, I hope it all works out for you. But I was so pissed. And he was just like, thank you for understanding. You're such a nice guy. And da, 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 da. You'll make someone so happy. Blah, 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 blah. And uh, I think what irritated me, though, was literally like two weeks later, I saw his ass on a dating app. And I was like, are you fucking serious? And like a fool, I actually hit him up. And he read my message and didn't respond because you could see... And a message gets read, he read it and never responded. And then turn around and add me on Snapchat. But that's 
I'm like, I'm gonna take a sip of my water. I'm down, but it's okay. I'm in a happy relationship now. <laughs> but I just almost got bad all over again. But anyway, just tried to play me. But anyway, I'm sure he's single somewhere right now, busting it wide open with no results. But anywho, uh, but shout out to him though because without that I wouldn't be in the situation that I'm in now in pure bliss how about that um oh I don't know about y'all Drake is getting on my nerves I, I think we're gonna have to switch it up for the next segment I cannot hear another Drake song right now and I love Drake but for whatever reason it's just not working for me um but yeah so when we come back I got some random rants for y'all we're gonna keep it brief and uh yeah stay tuned Okay, we back with these random rants. I had to change up the mood a little bit, so we're going with a little with a little Migos right now, culture too. Uh Drake was wearing my saw. Um So the random rants are pretty light today. I really just wanted to talk about three things. Um one is um Miss Mariah Carey, so she did a pre-release of her album called Caution. Um, I've been really loving the singles that she's been releasing, and I, I'm just digging, I'm just digging her this time around. I'm just getting that like Emancipation and Mimi kind of vibes of just like I don't know, it's just good music and all of that. And I don't know actually when the album actually releases, like the full release, but. I like those whole pre-releases and where they, you know, you have a few songs that you, they give you and then, you know, kind of hold you over them. Um, but I've liked everything that she's put out so far. Um, so I'm, I'm really rooting for Mariah. However, Mariah's one of those artists that at this point in her career, I honestly just think she should just release music and just keep it there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, keep it in the studio. And not perform live. Just, just saying, just saying. Um, you know, love her dearly, but you know, it's only so much stiff choreography and hand fluttering. You covering your ears, I can take. It's, and you just like you doing a whole lot of movements and extras to still sound that bad. Um, just saying. But um. Yeah, I'm, I'm really feeling the work, though. So I, I hope that she, um, you know, makes it happen. I hope it does well and all of that. But it, it, I, I'm, I really, I think it's going to be a great album. And I'm wondering when she's going to retire, too. Not that I'm just, I'm not necessarily trying to run her away. I know you lambs are going to get me. But, like, I just, I, I really, and I say this all the time about people, I just want her to walk away from it before it walks away from her and she's teetering <laughs> the line right now so you know just that's all i'm saying go out with a bang 
don't get banged out. <laughs> get it? Anyway, so that's all I gotta say about that. Uh, another thing I wanted to talk about, I guess we'll stick with music for a second. Uh, I wanted to talk about this whole tour that um, former Danity Kane members are doing. So Don Richard and then Shannon Bex and Aubrey O'Day are doing a tour together. I think it's called the Universe is Undefeated Tour. So you know they came back with Danity Kane with the three of them, DK3, which I was here for. I loved it. Um, well, you know, there was a little altercation that had happened, and, you know, Don, you know, punched Aubrey in the side of the head or some shit like that, and they fell out. Don went on to continue her solo stuff, and then Shannon and Aubrey decided to, um, form a duo and call it Dumb Blind and put out music, which I actually love. I actually like it better than Don's solo music these days. Um... And they ended up reconciling and deciding to go on a tour together where they do Dumbbell material, Don's solo material, and then they do some DK songs. So I'm like, okay, I'm here for this. Um, visually everything looks great. Sound-wise, not so much. It is a very awkward show. I don't know why. It just seems like everybody's a bit not everybody. It's just some things are off. Aubrey's a hot mess. She's puffy and. I, I don't know, she's just, she sounds bad, although she never really sounds all that great. Um, and, I don't know, she's sluggish with the choreography, like, it's just a bit of a mess. And I don't recognize her face. Let's just start there, too. Like, I, she has just done a lot of work to her face. She's giving me Kim Zolciak vibes, and I just, I, I can't do it. Like, she literally looks like, Aubrey is what, I don't know, maybe I don't know. She's in her 30s, I guess. Aubrey looks like... (laughs) Instead of looking her age, she looks like a woman who looks good to be 60. Do you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, you know, that's what happens when you put... When you start doing all that work on your face. But anyway, she's just kind of like out of the loop for me. Um, She's just... I don't know. She needs to get like back on it. Shannon's killing it as usual. That choreography is everything. Don's vocals is on point, you know, but I don't know, when they come together as the three of them, something's off with the chemistry, I don't know what is going on, but it's just not the Dendy Kane chemistry that I'm used to, even when they were trying it as three before, it's just something that's just odd, I don't know, like I said, Aubrey just seems out of shape, and I, I don't know, it's just not cohesive like it was once before, so I don't know, maybe they just need some more practice or whatever, but it's just, oof. But, you know, A for effort, because like I said, you know, they're, they're doing shows, selling tickets. I know they're doing House of Blues, and, you know, they're, they're, they're doing well. I love how they are really riding this independent wave and, you know, not waiting for anybody to do anything. And I think it's great. So, and I like people who kind of reconcile and kind of come together and, and you know, whatever. Which, um, oh, which reminds me, so I have something going on, um, that I'm really excited about, um, so as you guys know, I've said many times, especially when I first started the podcast, that I actually am an artist as well, that I, I do music, I sing and write and blah, 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 um, but I've not released any music yet, um, 
I was saying a couple of weeks ago how I was having a really hard time with a producer that I was dealing with. He up and moved, and it just really threw off my whole vibe. It kind of discouraged me a bit. Um, and so I was listening to... Um, like, I just keep on plugging this damn podcast, and it ain't plugged me yet. But um, my... Uh, so my friend that I was talking about earlier, Jory, he does a, a podcast called Take a Shot to This Podcast with um, two other guys, Sean and Corey. Courtney. Oops, sorry. <laughs> Ooh, but anyway, um, one of the guys that um, Sean, a.k.a. Most Wanted, he um, is a singer-songwriter as well along with another of my best friends, Malcolm. And I've always wanted us to kind of work together, and we have never really worked together as a group. We've all, you know, like, written stuff for each other or, you know, done background vocals on somebody else's stuff and whatever. But we've never really worked together together. Um, so I came up... I say I like to say that most one of us on the podcast saying that he felt like he's kind of lost his way musically. He's the only one out of the three of us that has released music, but he, it was a few years ago when he released a mixtape. But Malcolm has never released music, and I've never released music either. And I think we were just all in the space where we just kind of lost our way a little bit. And so I came up with the idea. I was like, you know what? After listening to the My Tie album, uh, the project with Ty Dolla Sign and Jeremiah, I was like, you know what, it would be dope if we did a collab project. There's the three of us, like a nice EP, put it out, do a show or two, and, you know, debut ourselves and, and move on musically. I think it would just give us the motivation that we need and all of that. So I hit them up. I was, I thought they were going to kind of give me a lot of pushback or whatever, and they both, like, immediately, like, was like, I'm down, let's do it. So I'm happy to say that sometime in the near future i will be releasing a, a collab project with two really good friends of mine and so i'm really really excited about that um because we're all three so different yet similar and i just i think it's just gonna be a great project so i'm very excited about that and i'm back on the music tip um so i'm really excited about that and i think just doing it with them it keeps us all accountable and all of that and i think we're gonna have a good a good time so shout out to my voice for that um i was making a joke with the weekend we're like a group that's reunited but we're never together like that's kind of how it feels but um i'm excited about that um another thing i want to talk about is if y'all are not watching greenleaf y'all need to get on it okay get on it I fucking love it. It's my favorite scripted show that's on television right now. Granted, I don't watch a lot of TV. But, um, it's my favorite scripted show. I don't watch a lot of scripted television just because, I don't know, a lot of it just hasn't caught my attention or I'm too far behind in certain things. And so I just, I kind of have left it in the dust, like the empires and stars, how to get away with murder and all that. Like some of them I'm so behind that I just, I just let it go. But Greenleaf keeps me in. Um, I'm, it's in its third season now. For those of you who don't know, it's on OWN. Um, uh, Lynn Whitfield is, plays the first lady. And uh, Latoya Luckett has been like a recurring character. And she's on there being a hussy. And really uh, 
turning shit upside down. But I love the show. It's written so well. It's about a, a black mega church in Memphis, Tennessee. And all the corruption and all the drama. It's really great. It's, it's family oriented. It's, but yet it's it's gritty. I, I really love it. Like It's a great show. Uh, season 3 is about to wrap up. I think they only have like two episodes left. Um, but I know it's on Netflix. Y'all need to check it out. Binge watch it. It's such a good show. It's not churchy like you would expect. Because that's kind of what made me not get into it. Because I actually didn't get into it until season two. I had to binge watch season one. Um, but it's actually a really, really good show. It's not like super weird and religious. and But it's a really good show. So y'all got to check it out. Um... That's all I have for my random rants. But yeah, like, I just wanted to plug that show and say it's a really great show. Check it out. It comes on, I think, on Wednesdays. On all. I, I never know when shows come on and what time because I don't watch it in real time. So I check your local listings, show. Um, but when we get back, I gotta, you know, we gotta, you know, I gotta read somebody's reading Rainbow Time. So let's do it. So this weekend, this weekend, this week, I am reading all you mean girls and mean boys in the land, okay? Mean-spirited people. I know this is so basic, but I it has just been driving me crazy the last couple of weeks. Some of just the mean girl activity. And I call all things mean girl, whether you're a male or a female, I call it just being a mean girl. Um... And I love the movie Mean Girls, by the way. But anyway, as a matter of fact, if you don't know my random rants intro, I have a lot of feelings. Actually, it's a clip from the movie Mean Girls. But anyway, I cannot stand real life Mean Girls. (laughs) Um, I just, I can't take it. I can't take it. And I guess I just don't understand, like, why some of you are so mean-spirited where everything is so negative and mean and and just like nasty i i just i really don't understand i know that hurt people hurt people and all of that um but i just think that we need to do better and listen we all have mean girl ways okay we all have tendencies that are mean girl tendencies i mean hello you know i shoot you know shots fired all throughout my podcast episodes but i'm not a mean-spirited person and i I just think it's just so crazy how people are just naturally mean-spirited because i'm like where did you get that from like was that something that's ingrained in you that you were taught or you just were you born that way like it is crazy to me but i always get on people who are like being mean girls um i've been messing with bay a lot lately because i'm just like yeah you're a mean girl i didn't know you were a mean girl um but like i can't stand that type of behavior it just makes me cringe that people get a joy out of someone else's pain or making a fool out of somebody or embarrassing somebody or 
you know, that sort of thing. Um, and, you know, like I, I wanted to point out that, like I said, mean girls can be males as well. Um, gay or straight. Because some of you straight men are mean girls too. Um, but yeah, just, I, I don't know. It, it, it's just unfortunate that some people are so miserable that they have to resort to trying to tear someone else down and and I don't know I just don't think that it's something that you have to do like my thing is like you need to find out what's going on in your life go see a therapist or something um cause it's just that's just not cool um and you see it in subtle ways with people and then some people are just you know all the way live with it but you know, I remember one of the first encounters I ever realized about, uh, like, seeing, like, mean girl behavior. Not one of the first, but I guess it was something that just was really memorable memorable to me. And it was actually uh, my uncle's wife when I was probably, like, I don't know, 11 or 12. And she was flipping through a magazine, Essence magazine. And every time she turned the page, she said something mean about somebody on that page. Every single page. I literally sat and watched her. She literally, it'd be one page and she'd be like, why are her eyebrows like that? She'd turn the page and be like, oh, look at his hairline. And literally each page she would say something mean about somebody or something that was going on in the magazine. And I don't know why that always stuck out to me. And I was like, dang, like, there are some people out there who find something negative in everything. And they they immediately attack and, and, you know, all of that. Listen. We are all capable of mean girl moments. I've definitely had moments that I cannot justify and that they were just mean girl moments. Now, however, I don't, that doesn't mean that you have to dilute your personality. Like, I am someone who, at least I think I am, um, I'm a pretty comedic guy and I'm really good with comedic timing and I kind of know when to say something at what time to get that type of reaction and all that I, I really do think I'm kind of a low-key a comedic master when it comes to that however it doesn't have to be at the expense of someone else for me to be funny or to get a rise out of someone you know to, you know so I just think it's so crazy like some people they can only shine when they're being nasty to someone else and it's just it's late and it's tired and you need to you know play in traffic um or actually let me give you one better go play in traffic but um yeah like i just it's just it's not the business it's not the jam that ain't the move so stop being mean girls out there all of you thank you children um, and on that note, we're getting ready to, uh, roll on over to therapy. So let's go on and get on the couch. I'll meet you there. Welcome back, kittens. So, you know what time it is. Lay back, prop your feet up, stare at the ceiling, 
it's time to do a little therapy. This week, I am talking about what it means to be a real man. And the difference of being a man and a grown male. Okay? Did you hear that? A man and a grown male. There's a difference. So, I came, I was listening to a podcast, Small Doses. Shout out to Amanda Seals. Amanda Seals, if you guys don't know, is... Tiffany on Insecure, light skinned chick, the bougie one, friend of Issa's. Anyway, but she's a comedian and she's got a lot of cool things going on. I just, I fucking love her. Um, and she had on a guest star, um, Dondre Whitfield, who I think is on Queen Sugar. Sure, we'll go with that. And um, he said this quote that I was like, oh, my God, this is what a man is. And he said, real men are people who are men who are not looking to be served, but they are here to be of service. And that he should be his purpose is to cover and protect the women and children in his life and I was on the way to work on my way to work that morning when I heard that and it just it really stopped me in my tracks and I was like yeah yeah and so I got a little inspired and I wanted to add on to that. And so I had posted a post on Facebook and it's funny enough, I didn't get many likes, which is so interesting, which made me realize what I was dealing with. So what I put is real men are not looking to be served, but are here to be of service. He should be covering and protecting the women and children in his life. Notice I didn't say his women and children aged ethnicity masculinity and sexuality are not factors period so i you know was trying to you know wake up be all you know inspirational and whatnot and it was so funny because that is how i feel you know there's a difference between a, a man and a grown male and i don't think that you know gender um i'm sorry i don't think that age of a of a male automatically makes you you know a man and um it it was interesting because i literally got 11 likes on facebook now i can post a selfie and get it easy 20 30 right and I, that wasn't bragging because, you know, some of y'all be having hundreds of likes on a picture. But anyway, I'm just simply saying this is just my personal social media in my life, okay? <laughs> um, and so I thought, hmm, that didn't strike with people the way I, I I thought. I thought a lot of people would be like, you know, yes, like say that. But it really wasn't. It wasn't many people that came through. Um 
And it just got me to thinking, you know, there is so much um, toxic masculinity. That's been a, a, a phrase that's been kind of thrown around within the last, I feel like, just the last six months. Uh, particularly with black men where, you know, all males who are over the age of 18 and black just automatically feel like they just strong black men. I'm like, no, you're just an ignorant ass grown male. Um, and, you know, I just feel like you grown males out there need to really work on becoming the men that you were designed to be, you know, um, and I wanted to point out, like I said, you know, ethnicity does not play a factor of you being a real man. Age doesn't play a factor in you being a real man. And most importantly, one that I really want to touch on was that sexuality doesn't play a part in you being a real man. Don't let anybody tell you any different, not from the church, not from anybody, because, you know, they're the main ones um, who love to paint gay men particularly gay black men like they're not real men and I'm like just because they don't want to be with a woman doesn't mean that they're not a man because there are many grown males who are married with children go to church every Sunday or whatever and are still trifling and you know all of that so it doesn't make them a man you know, doesn't make you a real man because you love sports or, you know, uh, you work out five, six days a week or, you know, you're just naturally a real masculine, rugged, you know, you know, you hear the term a man's man and all of that. Okay. Calm down. Everybody calm down. Um, I need to put that on a shirt. There's a couple of things I need to be putting on some shirts, but anyway, we'll get to that another day. Um, but you know it's just it's just really interesting to me how so many people think that they're a grown man i think they're a man and they're really a grown male um and i just i challenge all my guys that are out here listening to really step up you know and walk into your manhood you know we are supposed to be of service, you know, and I think a lot of men have it so backwards that, you know, it's just like, oh, you know, we supposed to just grow up and get married and a woman wait on us hand and foot. Now you do serve each other in a relationship. That is true. Um, so yes, you, it's okay to want to be served, but you have to also want to be of service. Um, and I, I just, and about, you know, covering and protecting the women and children in your life. You don't have to be someone who is a parent, but you are supposed to protect and cover the children around you. You don't have to be someone who has a wife or even is interested in women, but you still cover and protect the women that are in your life. Your mother, your sister, your cousin, your your whoever. Um, and I, I will say one thing I'm very grateful for. My grandfather taught me was how to be a gentleman um there are so many women who are just very just taken aback by small things that I do and say and how I behave and I never realized that you know I'm realizing it more and more now but there's so many women that just that I just be taking them out the game with 
you know, small gestures. And I just be like, dang, like when they just like, you are just so sweet. And that was just such a gentleman thing to do. And, you know, whatever, whatever. And I'm like, wow, you know, who are you dealing with at home? Like, because I'm like, that, that wasn't, that was nothing, you know? And so I think it's just so sad how that, you know, happens and I'm gonna leave you with this and and this is for women men gay straight whatever um Dondre Whitfield um said a quote that like knocked me off my feet he was saying how when you hear people always say when they get out of a relationship like I'm done with men I'm just I'm just done with men because they've been through so much bullshit he said he always poses the question when was the last time you encountered a real man And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, a lot of us say, like, I'm done with men, but we've never really encountered one. That deserved a shot's fire. Um, And so I challenge all you grown males out there or you men to either step up your manhood and to continue to be a good man or walk into your manhood and, you know, do what we are supposed to to do here and we are supposed to protect and serve the women and children in our lives and be upstanding and of integrity and all of that good stuff. So I'm going to leave that there. I'm going to leave that there. I think that's a good place to end. Y'all leave me my my money. My, my, no, I don't take checks. Cash only uh, for my services. But um, this was a good episode, if I must say myself. Um, I think this is probably the longest one that I have recorded. So, sorry. If y'all feel like, damn, you know, shut the fuck up. But, um... Thank y'all so much for continuing with me on this journey. Um, I, I could not do this without y'all. I love how things are just progressing. And, you know, I'm realizing this, you know, everything is just slow and steady. But I'm loving it. Um, I will start kind of engaging more, doing more things that make y'all. En- I, I See, I got to make you hoes engage. Um, y'all be doing tomorrow. I'm sorry. I'm supposed to be in this on a positive note. Okay. Let me go back. So I'm going to do things that are more engaging to get you guys to engage more. Um, and, you know, just stay tuned. I got some, some, you know, some things up my sleeve with just, you know, my whole, I'm trying to build a brand out here. So, you know, but it's one step at a time. So thank you again. I will see y'all next week. I've been sticking to these Sundays. Y'all should be proud of me. Um, but I love y'all for listening. And until next time, cheers.